Hello, Faith Center Church family. This is Brother Cameron. I am the director of media ministries here at Faith Center Church, and I'd like to welcome you back to the Faith Center audio experience. This is episode 53. And if you have not subscribed yet, be sure to do so. That way you will get notifications whenever we put out new uh, information or content or a new episode. You definitely don't want to miss that. Also, if you haven't done so already, please give us a rating and or a review. This helps the platforms to know that the word of God that's going forth on this podcast is quality content and they will begin to share that with more people. So whether you do it now or you do it later, please just take a few minutes to give us a rating and or a review. The message today was brought forth by Bishop Joseph Norfleet with the title, You Are Going to Make It. So without further ado, let's get into the message. For those of you that have your Bible, certainly you can read with me from the book of Saint, excuse me, from the book of Acts chapter 27. The book of Acts chapter 27, uh, and we will be reading from verses 18 through 25. Verses 18 through 25 of Acts chapter 7. And the word of the Lord reads, And we being exceedingly tossed with a tempest, the next day they lightened the ship. And the third day we cast out with our own hands the tackling of the ship. And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, and no small tempest lay on us, all hope, listen to this, all hope that we should be saved was then taken away. But after long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, sirs, ye should have hearkened unto me and not have loosed from Crete and to have gained this harm and loss. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the ship. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar, and, lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God, that it shall be even as it was told me. Be of good cheer, I believe God, for it shall be even as it was told me. I want to talk to you uh, briefly from the subject uh, this morning. You're going to make it. You're going to make it. And if you're with someone, please turn to them and tell them you're going to make it. And don't forget to share that with yourself. It's a word of encouragement today. You're going to make it. Saints of God, I understand clearly that what you believe will always affect your behavior. What you believe will always affect how you act, how you conduct yourself. This is what uh, this is what it is important to know, excuse me, this is why it's so important to know divine truth, to know God's will for your life so that we can act accordingly. It is why we believe God's word. I want to talk to you, as I said this morning, from the subject, you're going to make it. You're going to make it. No, you're not going to fail. 
You're coming out of this thing with a smile. It came to pass. You're going to make it. And so we know that life can sometimes be interpreted as unfair or even seemingly relentless in its tactics that seem to attempt to cripple us. But life is none of these things. Life is merely a passageway or the place of the process, the place of the process where we work to fulfill the divine purposes of God for our life. And so within the valleys, the curves, the high places and the intersections of life, there are, there are scenarios or situations that occur that God allows to exist so that it can cause our faith to be stretched. I believe we talked about that a little bit on last Sunday, how it's necessary that we would stretch our faith. Great things happen when you walk in great faith, when you live according to great faith. And so we realize no matter how talented we are, no matter how gifted we are, and watch this, we realize that no matter how anointed we are, we still need God. We need God. So until our faith is confronted and challenged or stretched, we will never pursue God with passion. Until we pursue him with passion, we will never reach the mark of the high calling of God. Jesus understood that he had an assignment. Jesus was passionate about his assignment. Jesus was truly a man of faith. And you know, oftentimes we look at Jesus as if he was different, and he was, and we all should be different. But Jesus had points in his life that perhaps he was discouraged. We know this because we know what happened in the Garden of Gethsemane. Yet he held on to faith and that passion about his assignment. Jesus understood his assignment and pushed with passion to the cross. Paul, in our story today, had an assignment. Each and every one of us have an assignment from God. And we must be about the business of the Father. Assignment. That's a wonderful word. Assign or a sign. Uh, a sign is something that suggests the presence or the existence of a fact. In other words, what is it that God has for you to do? Uh, myth, something purposed and intentional. Our assignments are purposed and intentional, intentionally given by God for us to work them, for us to achieve them. And so that's why I often say uh, before the people, the most important thing in life for us is that we would achieve our divine purpose. God is intentional. God is purposeful. And so we must be uh, intentional and purposeful in our pursuit to fulfill God's will for his life. First uh, Peter 2 and 9 says, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. That lets us know that God created us to do his work, to do his will. And we must be about this. When we talk about showing forth the praises of God, we're really, we're talking about doing that which bring glory, honor, and praises unto God. 
but you must realize that signs, wonders, and miracles are the response to a great need, uh, to calamity, or even to affliction. So Jesus, like you and I, was anointed to succeed. Like you and I, we are anointed to succeed. Now, Jesus was anointed without measure. We are anointed with, me with a measurable degree of grace, grace empowerment to do or to perform what God calls us. God would never call us to do anything that he has not equipped us to do. Uh, if you had a neighbor with you, I would tell you to tell your neighbor, you are ready. Praise God. Because you've been empowered, you've been enriched with the grace of God to do what he called you to do. And that grace is sufficient for every cause. This is why Paul said in Philippians, we love this we love this scripture. Paul said in Philippians 4 and 13, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. And let's not forget that he also said in Ephesians 4 and 7, but unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. So God has gifted us with sufficient grace to overcome and come through all of the things that we're going through. Even we're talking about Paul in that great tempest, in that great storm. They had basically given up. It looked like they were not going to make it. But I come to let you know today, you're going to make it, but not without Christ. Let's remember that. You're going to make it, but not without Christ. Praise God. And so to be anointed of God, means that you have been empowered with a limited portion of him in order to do or perform a specific task. You can do this, saints of God. You can come through this thing. Whatever's facing you, whatever you're going through, what is your present day task? What is your assignment? It is important that we know and understand our assignment. Yes, it's to live holy. It is to be holy. But what does that mean in your individual situation right now. Whatever it is, you've got to keep living for God. You've got to perform according to as God has graced you to perform, and he has. So what are you presently going through? What are you undergoing? What, what are you enduring? Uh, my wife and I talked about how God just healed us and blessed us. We've come out of a thing. Praise God. And many of you it may not be the same type of thing, but God has given you grace sufficient to endure and to overcome whatever it is that you're faced with. Um, so are, are you holding on to something that you should release? Or have you released something that you should have held on to? <laughs> What's driving you crazy? What's pressing you? Do you feel like you're about to lose your mind? Well, I believe that God sent me today to let you know, like Paul, said to those that were in the ship, you're going to make it. Praise God. In fact, let's deal with the story here. This is a powerful story, and it is actually a story of life. It's just like life. In today's story, we see Paul on a journey to Rome. He understood that he was on a journey to Rome to see, um, to see Caesar. In the process, he is challenged by a number of issues. However, through the chaos, he's able to hear the voice of God. This is so important for us, saints. Through the chaos, 
we must be able to hear God. Quiet yourselves. Quick yourselves like men, the scripture says, and be able to hear God. Get away from the hustle and bustle. Don't worry about the hustle and bustle. It'll be there when you get back to it. But still away. Get with God and hear what God is saying. Amen. Hear the voice of God. In this day, we must be able to hear what God is saying. It is our strength. It is what will help us to endure this process. And so we see that a storm came without warning, without warning. When we look at the COVID-19 situation, it hit us without warning. I believe it was made known to us in December of 2019. Who would have thought such a thing that we would be in this situation today? But it happened. But by God's grace, we're still here. So it's just like life. One moment, things can be going normal. It seems as if we are sitting on the top of the world. Then suddenly, but God, by God's grace, we are yet here. By God's grace, we're still pushing through. God has not forsaken you. And I come to let you know that God will not forsake you. So all indications were that it should have been a smooth sailing day. Acts 27, 13 and 14. Listen to this. And when the south wind blew softly, supposing that they had obtained their purpose, loosening, loosing them dense, they sailed close by Crete. But not long after, there rose against it a tempest wind called Euclidon. Euclidon, the word literally means a violent agitation. Suddenly, your world can seem like it's totally upside down. But don't fear. Don't lose it. Know that this too shall pass. God is still in control. I often say before the people of God, nothing takes God by surprise. Yes, God never has an oops moment. Oh, did that really happen? No, nothing surprises God, which lets us know that he's already made a way of escape before you get into the situation. Now that's something that we can take a praise break right now. Come on, somebody, put those hands together and just give God a praise offering. Nothing takes God by surprise. I'm so glad that it can. Amen. So it's important that we take note of St. Paul's demeanor for uh, emulation and aspiration. Let's take a microscopic look at Paul during this situation. Everyone else is going crazy, worried. Are we going to live? Are we going to make it through this? But Paul is calm because Paul had a visitation from God. We can learn a lot from this. Paul, two, two characteristics I want to bring up about Paul. Paul was insistent and consistent. Paul was insistent and consistent that they, he was insistent that they hear what God told him through the angel. Listen to this, Acts, verses, Acts chapter 27, verses 23 to, through 25. Let's examine this. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar. And lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. 
Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer. Here's the key. I, for I <clears throat> believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. Now that's something that gives you confidence when you put your trust in what God has said. He was insistent on telling them what God said. Saints of God, we've got to be insistent to tell the people what God is saying in these times. Of course, you've got to know what God is saying in these times. That is why I'm saying we must steal away. We must take time to be alone with God, to hear what God is saying to our spirit. And then don't be afraid to share that word, to echo that word, to speak that word. You know, I was, um, I was very concerned the other day. And oftentimes I examine my actions and my thoughts. Am I doing what God called me to do? Am I saying what God has given me to say? Have I pronounced the word of God in times when people don't want to hear it? And um, I, I was not happy with myself. Uh, whether I do it or not, I feel that I can do a better job of speaking up for God. We cannot afford to be silent. The church of God cannot afford to be silent. We must speak the word of God in love, not in criticism, not beating people up, but we must speak God's word in love, warn the people, share with the people what God is saying. Paul made it his point. No, 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 no. Listen to me. If you do anything contrary to what God said, it can cause great life. But the angel appeared to me and said, God said, if you stay in the ship, everyone's going to be saved. Saints, I come to the body of Christ today to say, don't abandon ship. No matter how rough it gets, regardless of what goes on around you, stay in the ship. And that's where our safety is, in the ship of Christ Jesus. Praise God. For Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer. For I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. And so saints of God, we must be insistent. It means to be adamant, to be resolute in God's word. No, what God says, that's what it's going to be. Nothing more, nothing less. I believe God. Uh, we can't afford to fear what man will say or even what man will think. In order to be believable, we must be credible in our actions at all times, exemplifying holiness at all times. Please say that with me, exemplifying holiness at all times, when it's convenient, when it's not convenient, when it's in season or in style, when it's not in season or in style, when all society turns against the word of God, we must yet exemplify holiness, the word of God because God's word is not going to change. God's word is not detoured or changed by the thoughts or the opinions of man. It will never change, praise God. And so we must be insistent on speaking God's word and our lives must be credible. That's why it is important for us to exemplify holiness at all times. I don't mean to be repetitious, but I've got to get this word through to you today. It's so important that we always uh, walk upright before God, regardless of how we feel, regardless of what 
society is saying we must exemplify holiness at all times. And so uh, the other part of that is being consistent. Saints of God, we must be consistent in our walk with God, not just talking, but in our walk with God. We've got to be stable. The world is looking for someone and something that's stable. That is we, the people of God. We must be dependable. To be stable is to be dependable. It means that they can count on you to be the same. God doesn't change. Why should we? We must exemplify a consistent pattern of righteous living. Consistent pattern of righteous living. Never change. Praise God. And so God has so much more for us, uh, and we've got to understand that. He has so much more for us to do, uh, even at your present station. Now, this is important when I say your present station. I mean, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, whatever condition you're in, whether physical condition, emotional condition, financial situation, whatever that station is, God wants to use you to bring glory and honor to his name. Now, let me make a point here. The Bible says that they were shipwrecked. They all remained in the ship, and against all odds, every person in the ship was saved, although they were shipwrecked on the island called Melita. Uh, and so that then became their present station. They knew that they were on their way to Rome, but they were not yet there. And on this journey called life, we're headed for a place, and we know that. But you're not there right now. God wants to use you right where you are. What is your present station? Because God wants to use you there. That ever popular story, you know how when they were on the, uh, the shore there, the people of the island came out, they made a fire for them. Paul put his hand in the fire and the Bible says that a viper or a snake grabbed, held, grabbed a hold of his hand and bit him. But Paul, the Bible says he shook it off. And see, that's how we've got to do things. No matter what comes, we've got to learn to shake it off. It doesn't mean that Paul didn't feel any pain, <clears throat> but through the pain, he was able to shake it off. Many of you are going through things right now. Shake it off. You may even feel the resemblance, the, the resemblance of that pain or whatever it is, but shake it off and keep on working. He never stopped working. In fact, the Bible tells us that the onlookers thought by now he would fall dead, but he kept on living. Why? Because God still had purpose for him, and he worked in that station. And we know as we continue to read the story further that Paul touched and laid hands on folk, and they were healed physically, and, and uh, there were devils that were cast out of people. Salvation came to Melita. Salvation came to that, that island. <laughs> As, as sometimes preachers say, I just stopped by to give a word from the Lord. Well, Paul stopped by that someone would be healed, delivered, and made whole. Paul stopped by that someone may be saved. Uh, we don't know. Perhaps he continued to feel pain in his hand, but he kept working. Praise God. He kept doing the work of God. Whatever your present station is, there's time to encourage somebody else. Whatever your present station is, there's time to share what God is saying. God is a good God. He's a faithful God. Share that word, praise God. And so Paul worked miracles right there on that island, and many gave their lives, and that island uh, was changed. 
because of Paul's insistence and because of Paul's consistent living for God. And in my closing, saints, yes, we've come to that time. And in my closing, I want to share with you today, remain insistent in God's word. Share what God is saying. Share what God is doing in your life. Testify. Tell of his goodness and mercy. There is goodness and mercy. Did he wake you up this morning? Did he start you on your way? Did he put food on your table? Amen. I don't believe that there are any small miracles, but these are miracles. Tell of his goodness. Let someone know that it didn't happen by chance, but God has blessed. God has delivered. God has presented uh, you a way of escape. God is the author of our blessings. Share that word. Be insistent uh, about it and be consistent in your living for God. Don't change. Praise God. Keep a happy smile on your face, telling of the goodness and the mercy of God. Consistent in your holy walk with God. Saints, it's so important. Be consistent in living holy unto God. And I thank God for each of you uh, that have listened in on today. Remember, you're going to make it. You're not going to die in the midst of this. You're going to make it. Praise God. I dare you to say it to someone that's with you. And even if not, just speak it out in the air. I'm going to make it. Praise God. Come on and say it with me. I'm going to make it. Praise God. And so we thank God for each of you that have heard. I pray that this has been an encouraging word for you, an inspirational word for you. Praise God. I want to pray before we go. I want to pray and then, of course, we're going to have a time of, of sharing and giving in the offering and so forth. But I want to pray for each and every one of you all that have tuned in, whether it's by Facebook Live, and I see that we're still uh, on Facebook Live. I want to share with you all, do the hashtag thing. Amen. I may not be that savvy <laughs> about Facebook Live, but I know that you've got to do the hashtag hashtag thing praise god share amen share with as many as you can it is important that this word gets out we will be back on wednesday uh, with zoom and facebook live and we will even even try and bring some other mediums in if we can but we want you watching this is our time faith center amen this is our time and we're grateful to god for providing this way for us to get the word of god amen and so i want to pray Father, I thank you for everyone who has chimed in today, everyone who's listening. Dear God, we honor you for them. We thank you that, yes, Lord, they're going to be insistent in your word. They're going to tell it everywhere that they go. We're going to be consistent in living for you in our ways, in our means, in our actions. Lord, strengthen us. Oh, God, that we would continually show forth your love, show forth your grace, that we would be the word and not just speak the word. Lord, I pray that you would cause healing to exist in our hands, even that we lay hands on the sick, that they shall be healed and delivered. Father God, even when we speak deliverance, let it take hold of that person. Let healing and deliverance come. For you've given us this power. You've called us as a peculiar people. You've called us as a holy nation, a royal priesthood. Now, Lord God, help us to walk in the power of who you have called us to be. We bless and honor your name. Lord, for even who knows, even for such a time as this, Lord God, you have called us. 
that the whole world would see, hear, and understand that you alone are God and that your word is true. Father, let salvation prevail. Let it prevail, O oh God, in the lives of the people. We trust you. And even, Father, as Paul said, we believe God. So, Lord, we believe you now. And we thank you so very much. In Christ's name, thank God. Amen.